broadcasting from a top secret location in the basement of his own home. A man solely living on macaroni and cheese and soft serve ice cream. It's the ultimate Dallas Cowboys fan podcast. It's Circle the Wagons with your host, Jared Finley. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Circle the Wagons, the completely unofficial fan-run podcast of America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Once again, thank you for joining me here today. I am Jared Finley. Got a lot to talk about. Got a lot to cover from this game. A, a The second one of the season for the Dallas Cowboys, winning 37-34 over the New York football Giants. And we have a lot to get to. So let's not waste any time. Let's jump right into it. First things first. And, and this goes without saying. Of all the injuries... The Dallas Cowboys have suffered this season. This this is the biggest. I mean, there, there's no there's no question about it. The loss of Dak Prescott cannot be underestimated. Cannot be undersaid. However you want to put it, the loss of Dak Prescott could absolutely mean the end of the season. Could absolutely mean the loss of the season. I mean, this. <sighs> A lot of people are saying and joke that it's time for um, it's time for Andy Dalton to come in and, and take over for Dak Prescott and and even uh, uh, Dungy, even uh, uh, Tony Dungy mentioned it on the Sunday Night Football program that he said this was a blessing in disguise. He went back on Twitter said this is not a blessing in disguise. You know, certainly not a blessing for Dak. But what he meant was for the team, it could have the team rally around and show what they can do and, and get back to the brand of football that's going to win them football games, which is, you know, uh, really on the ground, hammer it, you know, give it to Zeke, give it to Tony Pollard, who is a shifty running back. And um, I'm going to say this right now. I feel like I'm Will Ferrell in, in Zoolander right now. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Okay. Did, did we all just kind of forget that the Cowboys defense is still pretty awful? <laughs> this this New York Giants team was the is the worst offense in the NFL. It, it's hands down the worst offense in the NFL. Had three offensive touchdowns all season long. Three touchdowns all season. Three I I can't overestimate that or understate that. Three offensive touchdowns all season long. Three of them. The Cowboys' defense gives up 34 points to the New York Giants. Daniel Jones throws for 222 yards. Um, Devontae Freeman, he uh, 17 carries, uh, 60 yards. He had a rushing touchdown. Uh, Ingram, he had, he had himself a rushing touchdown. You know, it, it just goes without saying that this team still gives up a boatload of points. They had an interception return for a touchdown. That's not on the defense. Um, Graham Gunnell was four for four. You know, so that was good, I guess, limiting them to field goals. But that's, that's still 12 points. That's 12 points. And... It's it's still thirty four. It's thirty four points. The Cowboys had to have a last second field goal to win the football game. This is this is worse. This is terrible. This is why the Dak Prescott injury is 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 a monumental loss to the Dallas Cowboy organization. 
And the Jones family has absolutely screwed Dak Prescott with him not having that long-term contract. If they, uh, I'll tell you what, there's going to be an uproar. There will absolutely be an uproar if the Jones family does not come out and release some kind of statement saying, trust us, Dak will be here for a long, long time. We're going to get him signed. Okay? This is, this is, uh, we're we're not, we're not going to make it a business decision. We're not going to make a business decision and let go of a guy who got hurt and let him go now test free agency and still continue to give him contracts that he's going to turn down. The Jones family better come together right now and pretty much guarantee Dak Prescott is going to be a cowboy for life and offer him a big, fat contract. I don't care what it is now. I really don't. Okay? I Whatever you can do, give it to him. Okay, there was a point in in my in my uh, in my life where I thought that Dak probably didn't quite deserve thirty million. I was just like, "Well, I, look, I love Dak, I do, but I, I just don't see it. I do now." Okay, how he has rallied that team and continued to do so, never missed a start in his entire, never missed a start in his entire career. And now, all of a sudden, he's hurt playing on a franchise tag. He's done for the year. He does not have that guaranteed contract. The Jones family better step up and give him that. Of everything that, and you saw the emotions in that press box with the Jones family. You saw how hard they took that. You saw how, how hard everybody took that. I took that injury hard. And I and I and I've grown up with, um, you know, the Troy Aikman retirement, Emmitt Smith going to Arizona, which I always thought was weird. Uh, Michael Irvin getting knocked out in Philadelphia. Um, Tony Romo constantly getting hurt. You know, I've gone through a lot of injuries as a Dallas Cowboy fan. A lot of them. The Dak Prescott injury actually made me emotional. Like, some tears almost happened. That's how much that I followed Dak and how he came out with that interview before the season uh, talking about mental health. And obviously, if you know Dak Prescott's story, his background, it's, it's, it's amazing what this guy has accomplished in his life with roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And he continues to show the doubters wrong. He continued, and, and you saw the reaction from the NFL, and you saw how players really rallied around Dak Prescott and showed how much, not only the how much he means to the NFL, how much he means to the Cowboys, but actually how much he really means to the NFL. So now, as, as Cowboy fans, what, what, what are we left to deal with? We, we've lost a lot, okay? Cowboy fans, um, we've lost a lot. We've lost a lot. Um, when it comes to injuries, obviously Leighton Vandress, um, Lyle Collins, he is out. Tyron Smith, he is out. Dak Prescott, now he is out. Um, he's been, sh- I mean, these guys have been shut down for the season. So, and, and this is, this is where I, I just have to go back and realize that Mike Nolan should not have a job. Okay. 
Mike Nolan should not have a job in the NFL, okay? He should be let go this week, okay? You give up 30, and I'm going to hammer this pretty hard talking about it. The defense, once again, looked out of place. The secondary couldn't stop any wide receiver, uh, any wide receivers. Shepard had his, had, had a, a field day with, 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 Trevion, with Trevon Diggs, and no one could do anything. Okay, and when they had that strip sack for a touchdown, and people were given, you know, Mike Nolan, you know, oh my gosh, you know, he's going to coach from the sidelines now. He still gave up 34 points to the worst offense in the NFL. Okay, I'm not saying a coaching change needs to happen with the head coach. Okay, you can't really do that. You can't hire a head coach and then fire him midseason. I'm pretty sure that's never happened in the NFL. That's not the answer. Okay, letting letting Mike letting uh, Mike McCarthy go um, in the season is not the answer. Okay, but you can move on from coordinators. You can do it. You can promote linebacking coaches. You can promote defensive line coaches. You can do that. It's time to cut the ties and move on for Mike Nolan. It's absolutely time, and. It, it, you just you you can't see the whole picture right now, but something fundamentally needs to change. We're in the fourth, the fifth week of the season. You're still giving up thirty points a ball game. You're still giving up thirty points to the worst offense in the NFL. Why do you still have a job? Okay, what is your selling point? What what have you brought to the table? What what is the main thing that you have done? Oh, you have a job because you coached one great defense that had Ray, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. You know, Hall of Fame type defenders. And basically, you could just call whatever. <laughs> you could just call whatever and it worked because you have those type of players. You have been given so many opportunities in the NFL and nothing has panned out. The last three years, you were the Atlanta Falcons defensive coordinator. Your defense didn't rank, ab- rank above 25th. Why, why is he with the Cowboys again? Like, what's what's going on? Yet we let Rod Marinelli and we let Chris Richard go after a few bad games where the defense wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible, but... It seemed like we were losing a lot of one-possession games. We lost a lot of one-possession games. The Cowboys are like 1-10 in 10 now when it comes to one-possession games. And it looked like the offense would stall. And so I think we have that problem solved because we let go of Jason Garrett. And Jason Garrett has shown in New York that he can't get it done. As an offensive coordinator, he still can't get it done until... Now, they always now they did point this out that the Giants have faced some pretty stiff competition. And that can't be overlooked. Okay, the, the Giants may be 0-5, but it the, the teams they play, okay, the Steelers who are undefeated, the Bears who have come who have just straight up, you know, come up uh, beating Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. Um t- uh, Bears pretty good. Uh 49ers um, that's kind of up in the air right now after what happened against Miami. Um, and uh, the L.A. Rams, also a pretty decent team in the NFC. So those are some pretty good defensive teams. So, so how do we now look at the New York Giants? And 
this game, this game shouldn't change any minds of the Cowboy fans, okay? Because, like I said, still gave up 34 points. Gave up 34 points to the New York Giants. That is not good. That is not good. And looking at the schedule, uh, looking at the remaining schedule for the Cowboys, now it does... It does get easier. They had a rough stretch in the very beginning, but there are a lot of winnable games left in the season. We have the Cardinals, Washington, Philadelphia, um, and then we have uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Vikings, Washington, Ravens, Bengals, 49ers, Eagles, Giants again. So there's a lot of winnable games. And if I'm just being honest with myself, I'm looking at the games. Okay, um, the the Sunday night football game with uh, Minnesota and Seattle still going on. I believe Seattle still has a, still has a three point uh, lead over Minnesota. But going to the game right now, uh, Minnesota was one three. Um, Arizona should be a win. So we're looking at Arizona, Washington, Philadelphia. Um, so go Minnesota, Washington again. Probably not beating Baltimore. Um, Bengals, Niners. Eagles, Giants. There's nine winnable games left in the season. There's nine. So that puts us at 11 wins. 11 wins for the season. Um, The losses I see, obviously, I see Pittsburgh. Um, I'm looking at the Ravens. And then, you know, it's, it's just I feel like there's a lot of trap games. I feel the Philadelphia Eagles, they will always be a trap game. But I look at everything going on with the Cowboys. Now, <laughs> they, they say, us okay, look, Andy Dalton is a very good backup. Okay, once again, nine years in the league, 10 years in the league. He's a very good backup. He, he, they always say, oh, he took him to the playoffs five years in a row. Yeah, he's 0-5 in the playoffs. He was 0-5 in the playoffs, okay? Just because you make it really doesn't mean a lot until you start winning playoff games. He's 0-5 in the playoffs, okay? So let's, let's, let's slow the row down. Okay, now he does have a better team. I believe this is, is going to be the most his most talented team, and we will see a complete shift of offense in the Dallas Cowboys. This is what I'm predicting right now. So, with the loss of Dak Prescott, the this oh my gosh, I just always go back to the defense. I always go back to the defense because I know how bad they are. So. What you need to do is usually you always think, like, oh, we got to keep this offense off the field. So we're just going to run the football. Your mindset should be, we got to keep our defense off the field. Okay? We're going to run the football just so we can keep our defense off the field. And I do feel this offensive line not really built for pass rush, not really built for pass protection. They are doable with run protection. I think they're a lot better run protectors than they are pass protectors. We should abandon the screen game. We should abandon throwing to the running backs. Okay, The running backs have been a huge disappointment when it comes to the passing game. They have been. Okay, It has not been pretty for either. Either. I don't know. I'm not an English major. Okay, Once again, I'm in a basement doing a podcast about the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not an English major. Um, Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott have just been a disappointment when it comes to the passing game. Um, C.D. Lamb played great. Michael Gallup played great. Amari Cooper, those guys, I cannot stress enough how great those guys are. Not good, great. Those guys stepped up when needed to. 
Andy Dalton is a serviceable quarterback. He can get the job done. Okay? We're not, I'm not expecting him to light up the scoreboard. I'm not seeing that. He's a smart quarterback. He is a, he is a, uh, um, you know, like I said, he's a very solid guy to have in there. I'm happy the Cowboys got him. I'm happy the Cowboys got him because I, I just, you just never know. You know, you just never know what could happen. I would like to think that the Cowboys will rally around this loss of Dak Prescott and really turn that corner. Look, the uh, I as much as I want to, I'll stay on, stay on focus. Um, you know, I do see nine wins left in the season. They're the, the only two losses, like I said, I'm seeing Pittsburgh and I'm seeing Baltimore. Outside of that, there's nine winnable games, and and that's that's coming from a strictly unbiased opinion about the Dallas Cowboys. As much as I would look back, oh, all those. I mean, yeah, every game's a winnable game, but you'll look at who is on the schedule, how the season has played out. You would like to think that there are nine winnable games. I don't see the Cowboys losing their division. I think the Cowboys win the division, make it to the playoffs. That is going to be a very interesting. What, what's, what's that's going to be very interesting to see what happens in the playoffs. And here I am look, going looking ahead when <laughs> for five games. Okay, Cowboys are two and three. They are definitely not a healthy two and three. So once again, uh, 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 Andy Dalton, very capable quarterback. And that's what the Cowboys have to do. That's what the Cowboy organization has to do now is rally around Andy Dalton, support him 110%, and because you're not going to get Dak back for the season. It's not going to happen, okay? As much as I would love for it to happen, that Dak is able to come back and and maybe still lead the Cowboys to some type of run, it's not going to happen. He's done for the year. And we and we hope and we pray that his that he can still come back next year. That we hope that this is not a serious injury, that he's able to rehab and come back next season and still wear the star on the helmet and remain the remain the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, still good win. Let's let's kind of recap the win. Let's kind of recap this game a little bit um, against the New York Giants. Things that I saw. Uh, and things that uh, should be concerning, should be praising, things that we can look forward to as the season t- does progress. The Giants, they, they, they made a lot of mistakes. They made a lot of mistakes that that kept them out of the football game. Okay, that's that's plain and simple. Okay, they made a lot of mistakes. They had a guy not set, and that was a touchdown. Um, I think they had another touchdown pass that had to be called back. I mean, they had 14 points erased. They had 14 points erased because of penalties. Um, and I, I'm so sick and tired of hearing 
how good the defense practiced. Oh, it was high energy, and these guys were really up tempo and and really going forward. And and oh, they had a they were a new type of defense. And and then they go on the field and lay an egg. Cool. Let's see how they do it in, in game time. Okay, I want to see this defense practice. As reporters have said, I want to see them practice how they play. Emerson Griffin has as he declined for the season. He has he does not he did not play well. He did not play well whatsoever. I think Jalen Smith played a little bit better. I think he did step up his game. Um, but outside of that, you know, still uh, a pretty decent pass rush on Daniel Jones. He did have to run. He did have to run around a little bit, but he still completed passes downfield. I mean, this secondary still still needs a lot of work. Anthony Brown did come back, which was which was awesome. I'm glad that he was able to come back. I still expect uh, a Wouzier for him to come back as well. Then we'll have our kind of your core group of guys in the secondary. But it's still there's still so many questions that that need to be answered for this Cowboys defense. Like I said, Emerson Griffin. I mean, he's pretty well disappeared. Uh, okay, he, he's pretty well been, been he's been a non-factor as the season has progressed. Um, I I think uh, Lawrence, I think Demarcus Lawrence, I think he stepped up amazingly this game. Like I said, he had that strip strip sack that that came back return for a touchdown by Anthony Brown, his first game back in a long time. So that was great to see. Um, linebacker core once again played really well, but just just outside of that, the loss of Dak Prescott. And now you kind of go back to the almost, and I, okay, uh, full disclosure, not comparing this team to this team I'm about to, to, I'm about to go right now, um, 90s Cowboys, okay? Troy Aikman didn't throw the football a lot, okay? As much as people, you know, he was never required to put up 300 yards in football games. Plus, that's just not, that's not 90s football. 90s football didn't require you you have to throw the football down the field. So Troy Aikman had to rely on his offensive line, which was amazing, and Emmett Smith, Hall of Famer. Now, this offensive line, obviously not 90s offensive line status, but they could be. They have, an, they have the ability now, and it's kind of on them. You would have to think that this offensive line now is on them to really step up, and now this is, this is Zeke's team. There, there's no question in my mind. This is absolutely Zeke. Uh, this is Ezekiel Elliott's team for him to control and for him. How he goes will determine the development and the progression and and the the wins and losses. And I'm going to call right now because this is not going to be on Andy Dalton. Okay, this is not going to be on Andy Dalton. This is going to be with the injury to Dak Prescott. This is officially. Ezekiel Elliott's team and how he does the Cowboys go and that's kind of been historic with the Cowboys I think if he gets over a I think he be uh, I think there's a number I think if he rushes for over 100 yards the Cowboys are like 10 and 1 or something along those lines but uh, they don't lose if he runs the football but that's the thing that's the thing with that stat nowadays because Yes, you keep the clock running and everything. You run the football, and, and you, it's a steady offense, and you just go down the field, 
and you score and you get as many points as you can, field goal, touchdown, whatever. But this defense <laughs> needs to make stops. And I do not foresee them doing that. Once again, they did not do that against New York. Okay, They did not do that a lot against the New York Giants. I believe there might have been two punts from the Giants this, uh, in this last game. I mean, there wasn't a lot. It's just this with this defense, you'd like to think you can go back to the 90s and just run the football, but then you need a good defense because if the running game's not there, are you going to have to rely on Andy Dalton to throw the football around? <sighs> Which he can. <laughs> it's just this going into next week is going to be a great answer how the Cowboys are going to be with the Cardinals. Um, you know, that can be a high-powered offense. I mean, uh, with Kyler Murray, now with, with, with Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, I mean, I can't – I wouldn't be surprised if, if they put up 30 more, 30 more points or 40 points. Those are decent weapons. Those are absolutely decent weapons for the Cardinals. So I can't sit here and say that this defense going up against a second-year quarterback – is it going to do anything special? There's still a lot of questions. You know, there's going to be a lot of questions. It is going to be absolutely interesting to see what happens for the future of the Dallas Cowboys. And if Mike Nolan continues to have his job by the end of the week, come on, come on. Do, do we not? Do we don't we don't see the product on the field? We don't see what he is doing. Every single week, we we're just not seeing that. Special teams still continues to be a problem for the Cowboys. Greg Zerline had a couple of kicks that barely squeezed in. Of course, it is special teams. You know, if it goes through, it goes through. Doesn't matter if it's through an inch or for uh, an inch or a foot. If it goes in, it's in. It counts three points. Still a lot of questions. Still a lot of questions for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, next game, uh, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, we'll recap that game. You know, we'll try to preview that game as well. Um, get our thoughts about uh, what's going to happen, how the Cowboys are going to have to attack the Cardinals. Uh, but this has been uh, uh, it's been an interesting week, and it's going to be an it's going to be an interesting season. It's it's already it has been an interesting season with just with COVID and and everything else with the NFL, and now some teams are having to move and, re, and reschedule and, and and everything else. So. Uh, we'll, we'll do that. Um, but as of right now, uh, thanks for joining me. Um, Circle the Wagons podcast. Um, check us out. We'll try to be a little more active than we have been recently. Uh, right now, just on just on uh, Apple iTunes right now. Hopefully, we'll be on all platforms here in a little bit. Um, rate us. Give us that five stars. What, what you think? Um, you know, still wanting to have guests on this podcast. Still wanting to um, talk about people and talk about your fandom and that's the goal. That's what I still want to do. Hopefully, try to get that done this week or next week or whatever. It kind of depends on people's schedules and everything else. Once again, fi final thing here is uh, Dallas winning 37-34 over the New York Giants. They move to 2-3 and three on this season, uh, taking, on the, taking on the Arizona Cardinals next week. And, of course, we'll have all those actions and all those remarks and, and reactions <laughs> post-game, before-game. All right here on the Circle of the Wagons podcast, the completely unofficial podcast 
of the Dallas Cowboys. Jimmy, why don't you take us out? How about them Cowboys? Yeah!